Welcome to Storytelling with Lindsay Bednar. Laura and I go way back to middle school, thick as thieves through high school, and watching your journey over the last couple decades has been pretty remarkable. So I always love learning how it is that people got into the profession that they're in and what stories and life circumstances have led them to a particular career. And yours especially is fascinating because another thing that I love is when people take a really tough situation and they turn it around and use it. And it's a common theme in my guests on the podcast because you know, people have a traumatic experience and they can either become a victim or they can use it to really change the trajectory of their life. And that's absolutely what you did. So if you want to speak to what I see it as the beginning of your journey and how you got into chiropractic, which I think was in high school, right? Yeah, I was 15 and my sister, my mom and I were all on our way to school. And I remember looking up as my mom was making a turn and seeing a car coming for us. And that was the last thing I remembered. And wow. Oh, honey. Crazy. It was this week, about 23 years ago that this happened. And, you know, you forget how much it carries with you, but it was a week. Yeah, it was. So, you know, as we're preparing for this podcast, it's made me kind of stop and reflect and just like, wow, obviously too, how we come full circle, because now I have this opportunity just to talk to you and share, you know, kind of what I went through. And I do think that that is why I probably went through this, you know, not only the accident, obviously, but now I'm a chiropractor and it's changed my life. But so the morning of the accident, I remember looking up and seeing this car coming for us. And that was the last thing I remember until I woke up. And there was glass everywhere. And my mom and sister were already out of the car. Mm. Um, I just remember just crying and, you know, my head hurt so bad. Mm -hmm. And I was just scared, you know, what happened. I was just, I woke up, there was glass everywhere. I was alone in the car by then. And what had happened is we had made a turn, a left-handed turn, and we ended up getting struck on my side of the car and it was in February. So it was icy. So our car turned around. I don't know how many times, but I ended up hitting my head in the back window or somewhere in the car. I was not wearing my seatbelt. I remember being in a hurry that morning and my hands were full with my backpack and all my sports stuff. And I didn't put my seatbelt on. So anyway, I woke up and by then my mom and sister had already gotten out of the car and ran to a near restaurant for help because that was before we didn't have cell phones either at that time. Mm-hmm. And so there was a lady there that had known CPR. And so she had ran to my door. And so she was the first person that I woke up to. And she was just telling me, you know, be still, don't move, because of course they didn't know what had what was wrong with me. And so they said, You're okay, you know, your mom and sister are okay, they're right here and we're getting help. And so I then remember I couldn't stay awake. Like I just kept going kind of in and out of consciousness. And I remember hearing the sirens coming and then realizing, you know, that they were coming for me. Mm. Mm. Um, Sorry. No, that's a lot. Yeah. So 
then I I waking up again and just in so much pain. And then I remember the ambulance got there and they put, you know, the neck brace on me. I remember the hard, like just like you would picture in any accident, you know, the hard stretcher. I remember being put onto that board and not wanting to move. And I remember the ambulance ride. And then by then I was getting very nauseous. So like any, the bumps and turns, and I just felt terrible. And then got to the hospital and they started running the test. And it turned out that I had had a brain hemorrhage. And so I had hit my head so hard in the car accident that there was a spot in my brain that was bleeding. And so I was in the hospital overnight. Um, and luckily, you know, it wasn't, I didn't require surgery or anything that the body could take care of it. And so, you know, just looking back, I was just so lucky of, you know, what it could have been to what it was. But so I spent the time in the hospital and then I was sent home. And, you know, the biggest thing I remember them telling me was, you know, you can't do anything that you could hit your head again. So no cross-country skiing, no snowmobiling, you know, no, you know, just all the things that we had done at that age and what I was into. And so that was like, come on, you know, and I remember actually the night of getting home from the hospital, there was a hockey game and I planned on going. I was 15 and all of our friends were going and I was going to the hockey game and my parents were like, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. And that was the first thing that I was like, well, what do you mean I can't go? Which then realizing, you know, I was home for at least a week from school and then, you know, slowly realizing how bad it really was. I know by the time I went back to school, you know, like the fluorescent lights just hurt my head and the noise and the talking and the people. And I just had terrible, terrible headaches from this. Wow. Yeah. So um, I kind of were 15. Yeah. So yeah. I was 15. So we we're in, yeah. A freshman year. Freshman. So the winter of freshman year. Yeah. Okay. Why did I feel like we were in high school? Like I remember something about, yeah, but okay. Mm-hmm. Ninth grade. Mm-hmm. So they had told me, you know, so that's the, but the only thing I really remember them telling me is I just, I really had to be careful for a period of time, but I wasn't prepared for kind of everything else I went through. So I just expected to bounce back and do everything. But you know, that spring I couldn't do any of my sports that I normally did. Dancing hurt too much. Um, Running was terrible. I couldn't even, I remember sitting out a band playing my trumpet, you know, putting that pressure. It just hurt my head so much. So, and so that was that spring, I definitely had to take the time off, but then the pain just continued and I would just get these terrible, terrible headaches. And they would be so bad that it would hurt my entire head, but like radiate into my eyes or my forehead and make me nauseous. And so then eventually I would go back to the doctor and they would put me on medications to try to stop or prevent these headaches, which typically didn't help. I was getting headaches anywhere from, you know, three to six days a week. And then, so then they gave me another medication for the headache, but a lot of times that didn't help either. So then we were trying everything, you know, people would give you every remedy you know, mm-hmm. so I try, I try anything, but usually I just have to go home, sleep it off, you know, lay in a dark room, maybe lay on an ice pack just to try to get rid of the pain and it would help. But then the next day as I went, then another headache would come. And so I was just living just in a lot of pain and discomfort. And then I also wasn't prepared. So I just didn't realize that this was going to last. I was 15. I was sent home from the hospital. I thought I could bounce back. And so it was tough just because I couldn't do what I wanted to be doing. And then by then I was just in a lot of pain and discomfort. And then I wasn't prepared for, 
just the other changes. So like now knowing the terms like a uh, post-traumatic stress. So my poor sister, I remember getting in the car with her soon after the accident and we started to make a turn and I completely covered my head and just hit under the dash and just like gasp and you know just so afraid we would start to make a turn and she panicked she was like oh my god what like she thought there was somebody close coming and I'm like oh my I'm so sorry like I just but I kept doing that every time we'd make a turn I was just so afraid and I just didn't realize I didn't realize I go through that and then soon later too I was slowly kind of slipping into depression, which I also didn't realize until a few months later, my parents just kind of brought it up to me, like, you know, they're just kind of worried about me, which I didn't, it was just tough. It was tough not being able to do the things I had to do. But mostly I just had to be go home from school and just go in a dark room and just sleep off my headaches. And so I wasn't very happy, just, you know, I was just in pain and discomfort. So you know, looking back now and what we know from head injuries, those are just very normal things, you know, to going through the stress, but then also post-concussion kind of that syndrome and how it affects your moods and how you're feeling. And I remember another thing I remember in, it was really distinct to me because I was looking for something in my closet and I couldn't find it. And I just reacted in such anger. I was just like, ah, you know, I was just so mad at myself and just so mad and I remember just like almost sitting down in my room and just being like, whoa, you know, what just happened like that? That is not me. Like, that's not how I normally feel and normally react. Mm-hmm. So I just knew that I was I was just struggling. And so they would just keep bringing me back to um, my neurologist and doctors, and they would just kept trying different medications or adding a medication. And it just really wasn't helping. You're neurologist, was there any discussion about your mood and the depressive episodes or anything? Or was it geared toward medication? Medication, for sure. I was put on an antidepressant. So then now I was on medications to prevent the headache. I had medications to treat the headache. And then now it's also on antidepressants. Mm. Yeah. And so my, and not, I just really felt like nothing was helping. And so we started looking into other stuff. I know my parents brought me to a biofeedback specialist. And so that person hooked up these electrodes so we could see how much tension and stress I had. And through, she taught me how to, you know, slow my breathing and, you know, just to turn inward and just, you know, relax those muscles, relax from my head all the way down to the shoulders. And we could see how everything would respond to exactly my breathing and my thoughts. And so that was also, you know, looking back, that was probably one of my first times experiencing how your thoughts affect your body and how you can also control your body. And so they really were working on just relaxing those neck muscles, just trying to control the pain, um, which helped, but it just, they were still coming so frequent that it was just, I was still in just a lot of pain. What was her title or like what? I, I don't remember. I don't remember what where that what I don't remember okay okay so then my parents ended up bringing me to a chiropractor and I remember very distinctly just feeling so hopeful and excited because he was the first doctor who actually touched my head and touched my neck and he could pinpoint you know exactly where I was feeling the pain and I just remember thinking, gosh, like out of all these other doctors, nobody's ever felt my neck. And, no, you know, I hit my head so hard and nobody's ever felt my head or felt, you know, just 
So that stuck with me. And then he had taken x-rays and just, you know, explained to me, you know, whiplash and the head injury. And, you know, when there's pressure on those nerves, that's what's causing your pain. And so I felt finally somebody knew why I was having so much pain. And then also so hopeful that he had a tool that could help me feel better. And I remember slowly, you know, it definitely took time because of those injuries. And I also didn't go there right away following my accident, but eventually I could start to make improvements. You know, I was instead of headache six days a week, now it was three days a week, or the intensity was from like a nine out of 10 pain. Now they're going down to five or six out of 10 pain. And so I just slowly started seeing improvement. So I just kept, I mean, I, it felt so much better. So I just kept going. And then we found, you know, I found that massage therapy also helped. And so I started just incorporating a few things, but slowly started healing and feeling better. I can't imagine even just the emotional release of finally feeling seen after all mm -hmm. of that, you know, but going through that whole process and feeling like, you got you guys aren't getting it and you're not seeing mm -hmm. what's going on and so not only do you have like that physical release of you're starting to feel better but that emotional like thank god there's there's hope for me after all that must have been a remarkable yeah it was um it really was so you started seeing chiropractor that started giving you help giving release to all of these headaches at this mm -hmm. point we're in high school yeah, so we were in high school by then. And I, yeah, definitely seen improvements. And I can't, I remember it took a while, a few years, but I eventually did end up getting off all my headache medications, off my antidepressants, and could completely control my headaches just strictly with chiropractic. And yeah. So, how, so I know in high school that you were involved in and dance again and mm -hmm. cross country and things. So uh, when did you start to see that turn? You know, I think, I know I was off of activities for sure. The accident happened in February and I was for sure off of everything that spring and summer. And I think I slowly started returning, you know, that following year and just slowly, slowly started getting better. So when was it that you decided you wanted to go into chiropractic? Because I know most kids in high school kind of have no idea what they want to do. And so mm -hmm. did you have like a, after that experience where you're like, this is what I want to do, or was it just kind of an aha moment as you got into undergrad? And No, I definitely knew in high school, I remember just feeling so much better and just, well, loving, loving it, loving chiropractic and and also just feeling such frustration that I didn't know about it sooner. And I'm like, I just, I just could not believe nobody had ever told me about chiropractic before that. And I just, I just couldn't believe that after a traumatic head injury and hitting my head so hard that that wouldn't be something that was recommended. And, or, you know, and I know, you know, everybody has different viewpoints of chiropractic. And so I even thought, you know, why not physical therapy or massage therapy? I mean, if somebody goes through such a physical trauma to their body, we just treat it chemically. We are just treating it chemically, but why not look at it physically? How can we physically heal the body? And yeah, so I just remember feeling such frustration in that but then also i was feeling so much better and feeling so hopeful i was like i want to tell everybody about chiropractic like this is it's truly amazing i mean it saved my life and then it changed my life i and i think of that often now of 
you know, what would a, what would my life be like if I didn't find chiropractic? I mean, how many more medications would I be on? And then years of being on those things. And so it, it just really did change my life. So I knew I just like, this chiropractic stuff is awesome. And I want to be a chiropractor. I, I want to help people. And I really wanted just to tell people about it because there were so many things I knew that it could do. And incidentally, at the same time, my brother, who's five years older than me, had started college. And so he, after he started kind of his generals and things, he had actually decided on his own, separate from my experience, to go into chiropractic. And so at the time he had started chiropractic school. And so he started telling me more and more about it and sharing with me. I just knew, yeah, I wanted to be a chiropractor. So separate from you, you started going down that path and was sharing more about his experience and that just fueled Mm -hmm. your desire. Yeah, for sure. How cool is that? I guess I always just assumed that it was very connected to yours, but. So at the same time, by then, you know, then the, the next thing I had gone through that was tough was when I was 17. At the time, I was training for biathlon, which is cross country skiing and shooting, and doing it pretty seriously. Where I had actually left my senior year of high school. I started college my senior year of high school. So I was actually a full time freshman in college. And by doing that, I would get high school credits. And I did this with three of our classmates. So we could train full-time for biathlon. And our coach had lived in a different town. So we actually moved to this town to start college and to start to train. Well, as I was training, I had gotten sick that, that August with bronchitis and kind of felt that I was feeling better, but then moved to college, started training. It was now September. And I had noticed that I couldn't keep up with my teammates anymore. And so we'd be running and I would just slowly drop back. And I'm, and I just couldn't keep up with it. And I'm like, what in the world? You know, like I'm in the best shape of my life and I'm just really struggling. And I just felt that since being sick that I just, I didn't still feel healthy. And we had trained by our heart rate and our heart rate monitors. And so I remember finishing a workout and my coach seeing that my heart rate was still really elevated long after we had finished running. And he had said, you know, it should be lower by now. And so I kept pursuing because I, again, I just felt that something was a little bit off. And it turned out that I was diagnosed with viral cardiomyopathy. And so my left ventricle was enlarged in my heart. And so my heart just had to work extra hard to pump the blood through that. And so that was making me work harder, not be able to keep up. But then after I would just be severely fatigued. And so I had to quit biathlon and quit all activity at that time to let my heart heal. And so that was very, very difficult. You know, I had moved away from high school. I had started pursuing biathlon and to have to quit that and to be forced to quit that was really hard. And so at that time, I was also, I was put on medications for my heart and, you know, just continuing down that path. And after about six months or so, it really wasn't getting better. But I now my brother has started chiropractic school and my brother was learning more about chiropractic, but not only the chiropractic portion, but lifestyle. And so he ended up suggesting to me to get on some supplements like omega-3 fats and some antioxidants and some different things. And I started taking all those supplements. And within my next visit, my heart was slowly getting better. And so I just had just a couple great, you know, healing experiences in my life. And so not only seeing 
how much the adjustment could help me, but also how much nutrition could help me. And so both of those things really fueled my desire to be a chiropractor. And then at that time, that's when my brother was learning, like, you know, chiropractic is so much more than just an adjustment. You know, there's so much more that we can learn about health. And we really categorize those in three areas. And so we have our physical stressors or physical health. We have chemical health of what we're putting into and onto our body. And then we have emotional health. And so really by encompassing all those things really promotes, you know, the healing in the body. And so that was, again, just stood out in my mind because at that time in being in biathlon, I was in the best shape of my life. I could run or ski for hours. Um, I was just in awesome shape. And so I kept thinking like, how could I be sick? You know, like, how could this happen to me? Like I'm in such good shape, but realizing that your physical shape, being in shape or being, you know, in good condition, isn't the only factor of health. There are so many more factors of health. And so that's where, you know, working now and even working with patients of, it's not just that. We have to pay attention into our entire lifestyle and what we're doing. Wow, that's amazing. And it is one of my favorite things about having found chiropractic care and just seeing the interconnectedness of our body. Whereas I feel like before it was you know, you have an ailment in this part, we're going to focus solely on this part of your body. Mm -hmm. But when you look at the body as a whole, and how it's a very intricate system that all works together, you can Mm -hmm. better find the root of the issue. Yeah, that must have just been so eye opening. And to find that at such a young age, I mean, I feel like even in today's society, this is a concept, so many people are just waking up to right now. You mentioned before that you wanted to share more about chiropractic because of how much it helped you. And there are so many misunderstandings about it. I think one of the age old cliche is that chiropractors aren't actually doctors and it's like this pseudo type of science. And so, first of all, just I want you to just speak to the schooling that you had and, and what you went through to become a chiropractor. Yeah. So after undergraduate, you know, a lot of people get a degree in biology or, you know, something very, so very similar to like a pre, pre-med or pre-dentistry, physical therapy, a very similar undergraduate degree. And then chiropractic school, we do trimesters. So it was year round. So after undergrad, it was an additional three and a half years year round. So a total of, you know, seven, seven and a half years of school. Wow. it's a lot of school. Okay, so clearly well-educated. There's no question there. Another myth is that uh, chiropractic care hurts. And it's funny because the kids and I do chiropractic care about every month. And we don't have gear on board yet, but it's something that we do for preventative health. And and I want to speak to that again in a little bit. But before I have neck adjustments, I'm like such a baby just about like, ooh, because I don't even like listening to people crack their knuckles and things. Mm-hmm. And so my chiropractor is amazing and it'll always make me comfortable and kind of like loosen, get me loose before that happens. But even though I know how much it helps, I, I always cringe a little bit beforehand. But afterwards, mm-hmm. I mean, the amount of release that I feel and how good I feel and it never hurts. I think for me, it's just always the sound or it's always in my head. But I think that that's a big misnomer is that chiropractic care hurts and people don't understand the the type of relief that comes with it. And so 
That's another one that I can just answer for myself. It doesn't hurt. (laughs) You know, and there, there can, you know, people come to us and come into a chiropractic office with a variety of conditions and their spine is in a variety of conditions from, you know, like our children are young and healthy and their, their spine is moving. And then, you know, we have some patients that are 90 and they have anywhere in between. And, you know, especially where I live in central South Dakota now, I have a lot of ranchers and farmers and, you know, people who've had traumas like myself and, so the spine can be in a variety of stages of degenerate, you know, from very healthy to more degeneration or what we like to say is arthritis or arthritic. And so depending on the health of your spine, adjustments can feel very different and our body can respond very differently where we have some people walk out of the office, you know, feeling just immediately better. And we have people who feel about the same. And then of course you can feel worse and feel sore, but the body just has to go through that healing, that healing phase. And, you know, I experienced that too, you know, after my car accident, I had such injury to my neck where sometimes I felt great after an adjustment. And there was times, sometimes I got a headache, but you know, over time, you know, sometimes I felt sore, but over time I was getting better and better. Mm -hmm. And people need to realize that it's not a one-time thing. You know, it's not, it's not a a quick fix. It's not just a, it takes time for the inflammation and the muscle tension and um, the whole healing process takes time. And so with that, sometimes there's ups and downs, or sometimes there is some soreness with it. The awesome thing is, you know, how we practice or even within chiropractic, there's so many different techniques. I see a lot of families. So I have from babies all the way through, like I said, those 90 year old patients. And, you know, we use, there's just an instrument adjusting or drop piece adjusting. And, and I love using those techniques because they are so gentle and it's very effective. And the, nice thing of it too is especially for people like yourself that maybe don't like that sound or you know sometimes when kids come in they're a little apprehensive about it but we have so many different ways to adjust somebody that can just make it easier and more gentle yeah well and i want you to speak on that too about the the different types of things people come to see you for because one of the things that i have been sharing with people and which i think is remarkable is you know, Garrison was, we took him to his eye checkup years ago for, I think it was before he started first grade kindergarten. I can't remember the year. And they had him do the eye chart and the nurses listening to him, watching him a little bit, read back the letters. And I'm focused on him. And we we brought him in because we saw him crossing his eyes at home when he'd be watching TV. And for a while, we thought he was just doing that because he thought it was funny, you know, because he would say like, oh, I was I was doing that on purpose. He was almost trying to hide the fact that he was crossing his eyes. Well, it, it kept happening. So we brought him in and the nurse is somewhat watching him, but I'm zeroed in on him and his head is turned completely to the side and he's using one eye to read the letters. And so we get done with the test and the nurse is like, great, you know, 2020 or whatever she said. And I'm like, did you not see him completely turning his head to the side? And she said, Oh, I, I missed that. Like what? Like, what is this test for? (laughs) Like that is not how a normal reading would happen. 
So the doctor came in and I shared it with her and she's like, oh, that's not right. I'm going to refer you to an ophthalmologist. So we go to his eye appointment at the ophthalmologist, took a while to get in and he was severely farsighted. And so it was not long after that, that I was encouraged to go to chiropractic care, not by way of him. It was, I was playing football in the backyard. Uh, Gary had jumped over me to like get the ball and my neck went really far forward. And I heard like a, and I ran inside, like just about screaming and it hurt really bad and I wasn't having relief. So I finally went to the chiropractor, started finding relief soon after that. And then as I learned more about chiropractic care, I started bringing the kids in. And so when I talked to our chiropractor about Garrison's eye prescription, I started learning more about where that could come from because neither Gary nor I have uh, corrective lenses. And Garrison had a really fast birth. I only pushed for like nine minutes. I mean, it was fast. And so I've learned that your birth story can contribute to a lot of what is going on with your body. And our chiropractor said, listen, if I had the kind of care that I got as a kid, I wouldn't need, I probably wouldn't need glasses as an adult. And so Garrison started getting adjusted. And by the next time we went to his eye appointment, his prescription had lessened. We've had two since then, his prescription has lessened every single time. And so there are so many benefits that I am just now finding out about chiropractic care. I mean, it is changing his eyesight. So mm -hmm. I would love for you to share just some of the different ways in which you treat patients and, and some of the things you've helped heal for them. Sure. Yeah, so we look at each patient very similar. So no matter what their condition or the complaint is, we look to the spine. And so inside of our spine is our spinal cord, which is connected to the brain. So the brain has to send a message on the spinal cord out all the different types of nerves to tell our body everything what to do. So your heart is beating, your food is digesting from this morning, we're sensing our environment, you know, all of these things are happening through the nervous system. And so that's why we have the spine is to protect that spinal cord. And also, of course, to keep our skeletal system upright to keep our posture. But it's just so important. And so when we become out of alignment or what we call in chiropractic subluxated, there can be pressure on that system. And when we have pressure on a nerve or the nervous system, that can disrupt everything in our body. So that can make us you know, perceive the environment or we can have pain, of course, um, you know, and pain or different symptoms is signaling to us that there is something off or there's something that is wrong. But different nerves involved can present as different symptoms. And so as chiropractors, you know, we're not necessarily treating a specific thing, just going to the root cause, the cause in the spine. So when we get the pressure off the nerve in the nervous system, the body can heal. And so whether it's, you know, numbness and tingling down your arm or migraines like I had or vision or a colicky baby, the body is at ease. And when the nervous system is at ease, the body functions better and the body works better. And of course we feel better when this is happening. And so, you know, that's where I believe everybody 
can be and should be a chiropractic patient is just because we all have a spine, we all have a nervous system, and we all want it to function ideally. And so we want it to present as health where life is easier, you can see better, you can sleep better, you're fighting infections more, um, and just overall, you know, functioning optimally. But yeah, we see from babies all the way up. And so birth is, is definitely can be a big stress, even on what we call an easy delivery. You know, every contraction pushes that head and the neck down. And so the very first thing that's born is the head and the neck. And so we adjust babies from, you know, minutes to days old, all the way through infancy and childhood. And the adjustments with an infant are definitely look different than an adult. It's very gentle. But me and the biggest, you know, I think the success stories, I think for me is, and, you know, you're just so happy that you can influence you know, the life of these babies, but when, when they are colicky or fussy, um, when they're finally at ease and they're sleeping better and they're digesting better and they're not spitting up as much, um, nursing difficulties are also obviously very rewarding too. You know, the moms are so happy. And I experienced that as well after my second child just could not get him to latch and couldn't get him to feed and brought him to a colleague of mine who did some cranial work and some adjusting and was just able to latch on. And again, those are those instances where like, I would give anything to that, you know, those chiropractors just really helped my life and helped change my life. And I just, it's just so profound to me. And I think, you know, the people who maybe are against chiropractic or sometimes the naysayers, from my experience, a lot of those people have never experienced chiropractic. They have heard a story or somebody, you know, may have told them something because I feel like once you experience it and once you have that feeling, like you described after that adjustment, when you can just, you, you can feel it. And I don't need to hear research. I don't need to hear statistics or anything. I just feel that in my body. And when patients do, they know they want to be there and those patients choose to come back. It's not, you know, that I'm, I'm requiring them to come back multiple times. I, people want to, people feel that difference and they see the difference in their kids, whether it's their sleep or behavior or their immune systems functioning better. And they haven't been homesick as often, no, no matter what it is, they just, they, they're choosing that. And that's, you know, as a chiropractor, that's what I hope for is that they can feel the difference and that they're they're just choosing chiropractic for them and then choosing it for their kids because it is so important to have you know our nervous system in balance for everything that we do. I think that's one of the biggest differences between the approach to going to a traditional doctor and for chiropractic care is because even after I went to the chiropractor and felt relief, it took me a little time to realize that chiropractic is really about preventative care and and getting everything in alignment consistently. You don't seek it out just because things go out of whack. You go consistently to keep things in alignment. That was a bit of a, a shift for me because I think most people just think you go to the doctor when you're sick and that that is a shift. But I will say since we've started going on a consistent basis, I can't remember the last time I have been sick. Even going through COVID, I I never had any bad bout of it, mm-hmm. nor did my kids. Gary got it, you know, and he was he had it really a, a mild case, but he also doesn't go to chiropractic care. I'm sure that mm-hmm. could be just anecdotal. But, you know, there have been some bad bugs that have been going around. And 
even if my kids have, I think they picked something up once this past year, they're bouncing back quickly. And so I have seen a direct correlation from the time that we started going to consistent chiropractic care to just having overall wellness. And of course, you're going to, you know, kids get sick and, and things happen, but just the amount of sickness and then just how long the kids will be sick for has dramatically changed. Yeah. And I think, you know, speaking to that, you know, in the medical, a medical doctor, you know, we're, we're very thankful to have them, you know, so after when that morning that I was knocked unconscious and my brain was bleeding, I was so thankful to have the medical community. And then, you know, when there's been times where, you know, we've needed them as a family, but just realizing that they're, they're just different. Um, you know, I, and I hate to compare chiropractic and medical doctors just because I do truly think that it's just completely different of what we're doing. And they go, and I think everything has its place, whether, you know, I mean, and we all work together, you know, we're going to go to our doctor for this condition. We're going to go to our chiropractor, a massage therapist or physical therapist for each, each thing. And we, we provide something different and utilizing each provider for what they do provide. But I think realizing, you know, chiropractic definitely can provide, you know, that health and that wellness. And I think for people to realize that, you know, when you talked about, you know, your kids being sick, you know, for us, chiropractic has provided me not not only life changing from that car accident, and then learning some supplements and, you know, helping me heal from my heart issue, which completely healed. But now it's just a lifestyle. So I met my husband in chiropractic school. So we talk about, you know, things happen to us for a reason. And, you know, people always say that, especially, which is very difficult to see at the time of the injury or the hardship that you're going through. You know, if somebody told me that when I had a migraine, that was nine out of 10 pain, I would have said, yeah, whatever. But now years later, of course, to see that chiropractic completely changed my life. I chose that path to go into chiropractic school where I met my husband. Um, we have a practice together. So as after we graduated, we moved to his hometown and opened a practice together and have done that for the last 17 years. And it's just truly been amazing because it's it truly is our lifestyle. And so we have chosen, you know, as we learn, you know, not only do we get adjusted and keep our body healthy, where I got off all those medications, all my headache medications, antidepressants, asthma inhalers, I take I had taken with sports growing up, heart medications, and where we take we don't take anything and we just we get adjusted and we but it's more than that too. It's you know what we eat and drink and put into our body, what's our our environment. And so we slowly, we would learn these things. And so, you know, I would throw away the candles and get essential oils in our house. Or as I ran out of cleaning supplies, we would buy more natural things or, um, you know, apple cider vinegar and um, baking soda, things like that. As my makeup would run out, I would replace it with a better option. And we learn more about eating healthy and, you know, buying grass fed beef right from our um, ranchers here in South Dakota. And, you know, you just, we kept improving everything and not only what we're eating and drinking, but our environment and, and then, of course, the emotional part of it, too, of what are we thinking and how are we, what kind of thoughts are we having and what kind of things can we do just to encompass that full health? And so, um, you know, spending time in nature and listening to music and doing things, but really focusing on that 
whole body and that whole every aspect, not just being in good shape or not, you know, not just the adjustment. There is so much more to it. And as you do those and you, you know, your your body's healthier and you can express health. And so the the awesome thing is as we've done that, you know, we've been able to raise our kids that way. And so, you know, within chiropractic too has, it's been such a blessing. We're able to, you know, we work together, but then we also can split that time where, you know, being a mom and raising our kids has been very important to me. So I've been working part-time so I can be home with my kids and, and raise them in this environment where, you know, they were you know, born with minimal interventions and then raised getting adjusted and eating healthy food and being breastfed and co-slept. And, you know, all these things were, you know, I know very common in the chiropractic world, but not as common outside. But like our 10-year-old and my four-year-old have never been on antibiotics. My 14, Uh almost 14-year-old, she has once. And that was when she, you know, she was sick and usually... And not that we we don't treat our kids is we do things to help promote health. And so when they are sick, when they're getting adjusted, um, now they take infrared saunas, they're taking their vitamins and extra vitamin C and D to boost their immune system. They're getting rest and they stay home. Um, when they were little, they were breastfed more, taking hot baths, cuddling, time at home. And so we just do, th- when we get a sniffle or a cold or anything, we do things to help promote their body to heal. And instead of just looking at the symptom and giving something for that symptom. And so that's where, you know, again, the chiropractic or the lifestyle of chiropractic has been such a blessing to us. And I've just been so thankful for that, of how we've been able to not only, you know, my job, of course, I love and I've been able to help other people, but also as a mom is how I've been able to raise our kids and and together with Shane. It's just been And I'm just truly blessed. And that's where I go back full circle of, you know, I truly think that that accident obviously had a purpose for me, you know, to go through this, to meet my husband, to now own our own practice, to be able to be home with our kids. And then, of course, you know, helping others and, you know, sharing chiropractic with others. It's such an amazing journey. And I love so much about what you've just shared and and how you focus on the overall health of your children and really allowing their body to heal. First of all, the fact that the two of them have never had antibiotics and then Sierra's only had it once, they must have the most beautiful gut health ever. (laughs) Because I mean, I think of how much I'm probably still repairing mine. I remember when I was teaching, this was before I knew a lot about gut health, of course, but I got strep throat like three times in a row, like it wouldn't go away. Come to find out, I I don't remember, it may have been my mom who shared this video with me. I don't remember, but somebody shared a video with me about the top of their, their Yeti Mm. Yeti container. And Mm -hmm. so same thing where they had strep, went to the doctor multiple times, ended up going to the chiropractor. And as this person was talking to the chiropractor, he looked at this person's Yeti and said, how often do you clean that the top of your Yeti? And he was like, I don't know. I put it in the dishwasher. He's like that rubber ring around there. Mm. I want you to take it off, took it off tons of bacteria inside of there. 
And mind you, I had a giant Yeti that I was drinking coffee at the time, like, uh, you know, filling it every single day. Yeah. So I, <laughs> I took that rubber thing off. Laura, I, I can't even talk about the gross, like black crap that was under there. And so I cleaned it really well. Not so surprisingly, I didn't have strep after that, but I had been on several rounds of antibiotics to mm-hmm. fix what was clearly like something that I just, I wasn't even paying attention to and, and, and probably this gross bacteria that was living on my Yeti. So point being, I've had to do a lot of repair to my gut health since then. So to give your kids that fresh start of just a beautiful microbiome is so amazing. For any of you who want more information about our gut health, refer back to, I think it's episode nine with my sister, Kristen, because she really goes into that. And it's so important for overall health. You know, and that's where in my practice, where the health of a pregnant woman is so important. And so to or in my practice, I have worked as a doula. And so I have gone to a handful of births and provided that support as a childbirth educator. And also, you know, giving that support in chiropractic care through pregnancy. And, and I started, you know, my, my interest in teaching women about their health in pregnancy came because, you know, we'd end, I'd end up seeing these kids in my practice and they were, they were sick. And there, a lot of people, some people were using chiropractic preventatively, like you are, and just do it monthly to stay, you know, to stay healthy. But I also would have a lot of people come into my office, where they heard about chiropractic. And honestly, chiropractic was their last resort, you know, they've tried everything. And they're just like, crossing their fingers that this chiropractic thing works. And when I take their history and find out about their life, you know, these poor children have already been on, you know, multiple antibiotics, multiple medications, multiple vaccines, a very difficult birth, you know, just a big history. And to me, it's just so sad because I just think about what their body has already been through and just how much healing it needs to be. And so that's where my interest of, you know, I need, what if we could, what if I could help these women realize you know, that starts their health of their baby starts well long before we know now. And our, of course, our grandmother's health affects each baby. But what if we can start before we're pregnant? What if we can start taking supplements to prepare the body to become fertile and prepare for that baby? And then as we're pregnant, what are we doing? What are we, you know, what are we putting into our body? And how are we caring for our body for not only us, but also for that baby and that that microbiome, and then preparing for birth and preparing for birth, in where we have it in a great environment and we're not putting additional medications or things, you know, if if we don't have to. And of course, that's another example of, of course, we're very thankful for medicine when we need it. And when there is something happening in birth where we need a medical intervention, but if we can prepare our mind and our body going into it, where we can have less intervention, our body is the baby's body is just only healthier. And then once they're, they're born and we can have less intervention, less medication, set up that microbiome and now breastfeed and let that good bacteria, you know, flourish. Just that baby's health is so much much better. You know, I see a lot of uh, my patients come in for colic or reflux. And I would say majority of the time that I asked the question of, you know, were you on antibiotics during labor? 
And so majority of the time, whether they've had a C-section and they're given um, antibiotics or they're strep B positive and they are given antibiotics, but right away, even in that baby, we can see a change. And I see them in my office with more reflux and more colic. And so looking at, you know, ahead of time, if we can, like, what, how can we change that environment? Is there, you know, can we increase our immunity where we don't have to do those types of things? Because it just does affect them. And so just making those choices of every day of how how are we taking care of ourselves in pregnancy? How are we going to deliver this baby? What choices are we going to make? Or how can I better set up myself for success and this birth for success? And then how do we set up this infancy for success? You know, how do we, you know, be able to breastfeed and what supplements we're taking? What kind of environment can we have? Because that is going to affect their immune system, you know, lifelong. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it is liquid gold and the, there is a lot of data out there to show how much breastfed babies, their microbiome and their, their overall health is drastically different, whether they're, you know, when they're breastfed versus given formula. And so for, obviously that is such a, it's such a pain point for, for moms, because I know when I went back to work, I had been breastfeeding solely uh, breastfeeding Whitney. And I went back to work. And even though my, I was teaching at the time and they were fantastic about letting me pump throughout the day, mm -hmm. uh, she was growing and I couldn't keep up with the milk production when I wasn't nursing. And so we started giving her formula in the evening. And then I would pump as much as I could during the day and, and build up the milk supply. But at the time, I also wasn't going to the chiropractor. Uh, I wasn't researching ways to increase my milk production. And so is it a combination of supplements as well as adjustments that can help women's milk production? Yeah, I think so. You know, all the nutrition, you know, there, yeah, yeah it's, it's tough because, you know, I think there is not only the milk production, but just breastfeeding in general, there's just, there can be a lot of difficulties. And, and I have three kids and I experienced different difficulties with each one. And so totally get where it can be so, such a frustrating thing, but, you know, reaching out for that help, whether it's a lactation specialist or a chiropractor that can help, you know, we, we, a lot of times we'll see when the baby's if they are subluxated in their upper neck and they favor their head to one side, it can be very difficult to breastfeed. And then also sometimes just that position of the jaw, especially if there was a difficult birth or the position of those cranial bones, if there's a difficult birth can definitely affect the suckle and the movement of the jaw and being able to breastfeed. And so that can definitely increase the success of breastfeeding. And then of course, when we have more success, you know, like the skin to skin contact and, you know, that time and the hydration and nutrition of mom can make a big difference, but there, there definitely are a lot of factors. And so that's where, you know, with anything in health, is just trying to look at each thing, you know, kind of all encompassing, like what all, what can I do? And, and it is a hard thing. And it's kind of a, you know, we all feel guilty and that mom guilt of we didn't, you know, I wasn't able to, or I didn't do it long enough, or I didn't, you know, all of those things. It, it's, it's hard. It's hard for us to look back and I didn't do it perfect or, you know, gosh, I shoot, like I'm listening to this podcast. And I've already given my kids these different antibiotics or they've already gotten this and now what? And I think that you just really realize that, um, you know, just making that choice now or, you know, each, you know, just improving as you go. Like I said, like when I ran out of a toxic cleaning supply, I replaced it with a good one. When you run out of, 
you know, your fruit loops, then you put those away and you replace it with home cooked oatmeal. You know, you just try to keep making because we're not perfect either. You know, we've, especially as our kids get older, you know, we've, you know, food wise, you know, and all those aspects, you know, we're definitely, we're not perfect, but you just keep making the better choice each time that you can. And then totally realizing that the body can heal. And so I think that is one of the biggest messages for everybody out there is the body can heal. And especially whether it's yours or your children's is, it is so powerful. And that is what chiropractic has also taught me is that we are born with this innate or an inborn it's inside of us that our body knows everything and i see that when i have a brand new baby in my office and you're just holding them for their first adjustment and i just am so blessed every single time and i'm just so amazed at this little miracle but they you know like they're they're rooting around like they know they they have all those reflexes to search and look for for food and their body is just so perfect and so complete and that it knows inside of there to heal and it's just so many times through different stresses in our environment that we get away from that healing and so everything that we can do just to know that that body is powerful we just have to give it the chance we have to remove the interference from the nervous system remove as many stressors and toxins and negativity in our life remove the chemical stressors improve physical things so whether that's getting fit or changing our posture or you know um, just making physical changes is it, it it can happen and i think that's what was so awesome for me is realizing that you know, I had a, a brain hemorrhage, what could have been very, very bad. And it has affected me and still affects me today. I still get headaches um, occasionally, but, but that it can heal, it can get better. And even in practice is it's when patients come in and, you know, they have been same thing, like struggling for headaches for 10 years, and finally, they don't have those or that, you know, they've gotten over this health condition or whatever it is, they're just so happy. And that's when I'm just so thankful for what I am able to do, but so thankful for chiropractic and the lifestyle and those, those healthy changes. And just knowing that our body really is powerful and the body can heal. And I think really teaching our children that because as you spoke about a little bit ago of just bringing up the COVID. And I think that was one small piece of that, that I am so sad about is how our society taught our children that we have to be so scared and we're so fearful of this virus that's gonna get us and we can't fight. Mm -hmm. And I think that's totally wrong. I think that especially for our children is that our body is so powerful and our immune systems are so strong. And that's exactly what it's designed to do. Whether it's that rooting reflex that the baby knows to feed or it's a bacteria or virus, the body knows what to do. And so let it do that. If we have a sniffle or a fever, that's exactly how we're designed to do when we get sick is to increase the temperature, to kill that off or to cough and get the bacteria out of our body. Just to know that having a little more faith 
in our own body's ability is just so important in, 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 the, in our children's too. And so if we maybe didn't make the best decision in the past of maybe in our diet or, you know, whatever choice it was, is just moving forward, you know, how can I change it now? How can I improve my health today? You know, can I drink a little more water today? Can I cut out any toxic? Can I unplug the air freshener that's plugged into my wall that I'm breathing in? Can I go out in nature in the sunshine or, you know, what, what can I do today? And just taking a little bit at a time and making those changes for your health each day. Yeah, I think it's it's so poignant what you spoke to about what happened over the course of the pandemic and how afraid kids became. I know of kids that even once the for instance, the masks were lifted, they wanted to keep wearing it because they were so afraid mm-hmm. of getting sick and what what their body could do. And mm-hmm. we really got to get back to people understanding how remarkable our bodies are and to trust them. And it's, it's so much more empowering, first of all, but it, it's also very real. And, and that is one of the things that chiropractic care has absolutely taught me. I mean, just seeing Garrison's improvement with his overall eyesight, which that was a happy surprise. It wasn't anything that Mm -hmm. we were going there for, but there, there are so many things. And then once you start dipping your toes into holistic community, whether it is, I have friends using, you know, beauty counter, certain companies that work really hard to get chemicals out of their beauty products, whether you do chiropractic care, or you're starting to get into more well-rounded nutrition, it is this community that just starts to open up to you and and you learn so much about all the various ways that we can really approach this holistic health to our, our bodies, our minds, how interconnected they all are. And I'm so grateful to people like you who help educate and help practice this and to understand how early we can implement this. It wasn't until I had friends when our babies were little that I knew people even brought their babies to the chiropractor. And at first I admit, I was like, what? Like, Mm -hmm. what does a baby need to go to the chiropractor for? I was just completely in the dark to it. So I'm so glad you spoke to that and how, how, yes, when you have a baby that's colicky, it could be a number of things that are going on that chiropractic adjustments are going to start helping that. Whitney was a pretty colicky baby. And had I known, I bet I could have really turned things around. Mm -hmm. But as you said, you know, when you know better, you do better. And then we just start Mm -hmm. and changing those things. And so I hope that helps people understand just starting to change their products, understanding how connected the bodies are. And and I'm glad you also spoke to the medical versus chiropractic is it's not this... against one another. They are very different. They're very separate entities. And as with anything that I discuss on this podcast is I, I really want people to not see things as this or that black or white, everything's so nuanced, there is a place and validation for everything. And yes, we're so grateful to have both, you know, because Mm -hmm. they fit very different needs. Mm -hmm. I think just lastly, are one of the other things of touching on is I mean we just spoke about you know having that belief in your body and and knowing that it can heal but 
just going back to simply your belief and what you think about. And I think that that's so commonly overlooked. And I see that every day when people come in and they have, you know, a pain or a headache or, you know, something's bothering them and they're coming in for their adjustment and they say, but gosh, I just don't know why I didn't do anything. You know, so we commonly just think of, you know, what did I, you know, physical things. Did I, I sleep, you know, people say that I slept wrong or I picked, I shoveled or, you know, I, I did something. But that, again, that health and how it's expressed in our body is from not only what we're physically doing or things chemically, like we talked about, like all the different things that we're exposed to in our diet, but lastly, the emotional health and our belief system. And so and we do when we stop and think about it, it makes sense because people will say all the time, like, oh my gosh, I'm so stressed. Like, and they'll rub their shoulders. So, you know, or I'm, I can't get sick right now. I have so much going on. And then what happens is they, they're super, super stressed, they're overwhelmed, and then that's the week that they get sick, or they're so stressed, they feel the tension of shoulders, and then that's when they get the headache. But realizing just how much our thoughts do create our reality, and how much that that plays a part in your health, and not only for aches and pains, but just our overall health. And one time that I really learned that too was um, I was trained in hypnobirthing. So I taught hypnobirthing for a while. And so as I was preparing for the birth of my second child, I became certified in that. And I had, I had a great first birth. It just wasn't quite as calm and peaceful maybe as I had thought. And so I was just seeking out more options. And as I was trained in hypnobirthing, that was one of the biggest things is just your belief system going into your birth. But one of the exercises they had us do was to close your eyes. And I want you to close your eyes and picture yourself in a kitchen. And now at this kitchen, you have a cutting board and a very sharp knife. And it can be the kitchen that you live in right now, or it can be a kitchen from, you know, like your childhood or just a kitchen maybe that you dream of. But you're just standing in this kitchen, you're standing at the counter and you have a sharp knife. And now on your cutting board, you have a big yellow juicy lemon. I want you to pick up your knife and slice the lemon down the middle and pick the lemon up. And I just want you to smell it. And right now, as you've cut that lemon, there's juices dripping down on your cutting board, and there's juices on the on the knife. And now take another slice into that lemon. So you have a slice to pick up, and slowly sink your teeth in and take a bite of that lemon. And now you feel the juices dripping down your chin, and you can taste the tartness and the sweetness of the lemon. And slowly open your eyes and just think about kind of what just happened. And in that, you can see that you may have experienced when you bit into the lemon, something very physiological happening, or it could have just been when I said the word lemon. But a lot of times when you say that, people will have a very distinct, like, a, well, I guess, Lindsay, what did you notice? Did you notice uh, anything? Yeah, I started salivating. Like I could, I could taste the, the, the sour when I bit into that lemon, I mean, I, mm-hmm. I definitely could feel the lemon and everything, but when you said to take a bite, like my, I'm salivating right now. <laughs> yes, exactly. So that was, we don't have a lemon in the room. So people who can't see us, we don't have lemons. We, you know, it's just, you're simply thinking about it. And so your thoughts can create a change, an actual change in your body. So you can start salivating or you can get that. T- I always get that twinge in the back of my tongue. Mm. Like you can just taste the sour. And so you, there's 
physiological changes just based on a thought. Mm-hmm. And so another example would that be that even is a sexual thought. You know, most people aren't aroused initially, I mean, just physically, there's a thought that precedes that. And then So you think of something and then your body can respond physiologically to that. Um, So just the moral of that is just our thoughts truly do cause physiological reactions in our body. And so those are big examples that we can relate to. But what about, you know, what we're thinking about day in and day out? And so, you know, do you have thoughts all the time about the stress in your life or, you know, how much you have going on or the fear of the germ or the fear of this virus that we're going to be exposed to and, and what's that going to do to our body? And we're not going to be able to handle, you know, what, what are your thoughts? And just really taking a big inventory to that. And then just trying and realizing that can affect your body and can affect your health. So you can just make those changes. And so not only like we talked about just slowly making changes in your environment and what you're doing or getting your adjustment or your massage this month or improving drinking water or taking some vitamins, but it's also starting at the very simple of changing your thoughts and spending some time you know, reflecting and how can I, you know, think positively, and maybe you're going through a health thing right now. And so it's very difficult, you may say, well, easy for her to say, because she's healthy, and she's fine. But I've, I've been there too, where, you know, I I suffered through that, those migraines and, and a lot of hardship during that time. And just it's slowly changing in that moment, what how can I change my thought of, and for me, gratitude was one and, and still is, you know, so even in a hard day, what is this? What's something that you can be grateful for? And so even in those days of terrible, terrible migraines, I there is times where I am so thankful for an ice pack and I am so thankful for a massage or a dark room or sleeping. But in that moment, I can still find something that I'm thankful for. And by changing that thought process can really, really affect our health. And we've heard that, you know, you've heard of people who have healed from cancer or have healed from different health conditions by doing natural things. But I think all of it starts from your belief system. And again, just realizing how powerful your brain and your nervous system and your innate ability to do all these things is so much stronger than we ever give it credit for and for our kids. And so just really going back to the foundation or starting simply just with the thoughts in your your thinking. Amen to all of that. I want to direct people to a few things based on all that. If you are not familiar with Joe Dispenza, I really encourage you to, I know you are, but uh, anybody (laughs) listening, if you're not, check him out because he's got some very real stories and he's all about how our thoughts create our reality and, and how we can transform health you know, with, with her thoughts, Jewel was interviewed on the Joe Rogan podcast, uh, Jewel, the singer, she talks very much about mind over matter and how she practiced finding gratitude every single day when she was homeless, she ran away from a, a bad background. And so that's a very powerful episode to learn how no matter what environment we are in, we can really use our mindset to to bring us out of it. And, and that's pretty amazing. In addition to those two, learning about energy and frequency and how 
This goes back to Nikola Tesla. This goes back to Einstein and how they really talk about energy is all that is, all that ever was, all that ever will be. And so the energy we give to anything, whether it be your current job, if if you're not enjoying it, well, first of all, if you're not enjoying it, I would nudge you to consider what lights you up and follow that. But while you are there, there are always things that you can find and and appreciate and, and figure out how you're going to make the most of that. But in anything that we are doing, energy is paramount. And so just in conjunction with chiropractic care and everything in the holistic field, learning how amazing our bodies are from our brain to our gut health to everything, we really can transform our overall health based on how we take care of it and and what our mindset is and, and what we put into our body and the way we treat it. Mic drop, right? <laughs> yes, amen. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I've learned so much from you over the years, and you know it's interesting because even though I watched your success in how chiropractic care had helped you and and how you were serving others, and I heard all of this situation, it wasn't until I was directly affected and had a sore neck that I went to the <laughs> chiropractor, and. That's the reality for most of us. You know, we we talked about on another podcast as well that typically people don't pay very much attention to their health until we start to get overweight or start to have a disease mm-hmm. or an illness. And if we could all just get out of our own damn way and realize that this stuff can start today, we don't have to have an issue before mm-hmm. we start implementing this stuff. And the more we can do that, especially for our kids and give them that leg up by allowing that preventative care, we are just setting them up for success in the future. And so I would love for that to be one takeaway today is, you know, we can start today, just as you said, to start doing the little swaps and and helping set up our, our kids for success as well. I would love for you to share lasting thoughts with our listeners today, anything that they can take away where they can start implementing healthier practices in their lifestyle, taking some baby steps and any overall message that you want to leave with them? Yeah, I think today we talked a lot about different lifestyle choices and how they do impact our our health. And I think those are very important and, you know, very important to continue making changes each day as you can but really wanting you to know how important chiropractic care is. I think a lot of people don't realize just how beneficial it really can be. When you're in good alignment and you don't have pressure on your nervous system, your body can function optimally. And when we're functioning optimally, our body can express health. And so that is just really the root of being healthy. And so we can eat healthy or exercise, but if we're not functioning properly and our body is not working or the brain's not getting the message to the body, we're not going to be 100% healthy. And that's really what chiropractic care can provide is, you know, getting adjustments lets your body communicate with each other and express health. And so that's also how babies, children, and adults all can benefit from chiropractic is because it's just getting the pressure off the nervous system and letting your body be healthy. And regardless of symptoms, you know, we don't have to be in pain to want to be healthy. 
And we don't have to be in pain and discomfort to want our spine to be in good alignment, to feel good and really function well. And when people experience chiropractic that way, that's when we see the miracles. And so when people experience chiropractic long enough where their body starts functioning better is when we see, you know, cases like mine where I can get off multiple medications and feel better or how your son you know, his eyesight improved, or that's Mm -hmm. when we have the cases of, you know, people getting rid of the vertigo or a baby sleeping better or kids, you know, um, functioning better in their school day. And it's just really coming back down to how, how well our body is functioning. And so I just want people to know that, that anybody can benefit from chiropractic and finding a chiropractor that's right for you. And knowing that, you know, you can, you can just you can really benefit from that and that's just really what i would like to share and like let people know is it really changed my life and i hope that you are willing to try it if you haven't or if you already you know seeing a chiropractor is continuing that and sharing it with other people because it really can be life changing yeah i mean one of the words you said in there was alignment and it's something that i talk about all the time in just aligning our actions with our truth and our intentions And it speaks to how important that is with your body as well. I mean, if anybody wants to, if you don't have a New Year's word, a resolution for 2023, Mm -hmm. uh, your word can be alignment because the more we are in align with our body, how our spine is aligned physically, how we are aligned with foods that are nourishing our body, with speaking our truth and honoring our values the happier life we're going to have. And so it all really works in conjunction with one another. And yeah, that's a fantastic word and a a great way to end the segment. Thank you so much, Laura. Thank you. I hope you and I and our families can get together soon. Love you. Appreciate you being on here. Bye, everybody. 